So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Kyle, if that's true, I'm gonna I'm gonna die. This guy's being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. We are your hosts here on a Friday edition of the show where we are going to get you ready for the weekend ahead in college football with an eye towards the NFL draft, and it's a good slate of games on tap. Kyle and I both have scouting trips this weekend that we'll preview for you as well. But before we dig into all the exciting things ahead this weekend, Kyle, welcome to the show. What's going on, my man? Thanks, Joe. I'm, I'm excited to get back on the road. Uh, it's been, I've had like a two-week, two or three-week layoff here, and I'm sitting here listening <laughs> to you talk every Friday about your trips. I'm getting a little green with envy, so uh, we're hitting the road. We're going to Morgantown. Yes, sir. That's a that's your, what is it four five years something in a row for you this to be is, out there? Yeah, this is my fourth, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, so I've seen them play uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia played Oklahoma State this year. Last year was TCU. The year before that was Texas, and the year before that, number four Baylor came to town and lost Kevin White's year. Mm. So um, I do have a president uh, or precedent of uh, upsets in Morgantown with, with top 12 teams coming to town. So it'll be interesting to see if that history repeats itself. Yeah, so we, we will we will get into that more in depth here in just a moment. Um, Kyle, we are 180 days away from oh, man. the 2018 NFL draft. That's, that's half a year. It's like 
six months away, man. Yeah, it's it's coming. Months. It's going to be here. And, and the, you know, I look. I don't have a number for you. I maybe you do. I don't. I don't have anything. But I just. It's the six month mark, man. It's it's uh it's getting here. Uh, you know, I announced all the uh, the enhancements that I'm making for my portfolio today uh, on ndtscouting.com. You've shared yours uh, a few weeks ago, and it's 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 time to go, man. Yeah, it's um. I just hope the takes get better. <laughs> I read through my timeline, and I just roll, you you roll your eyes. You guys roll your eyes every time I talk, so I get it. You know, I actually had somebody uh, quote one of my tweets today and say, "Wow, it must be a." Uh, a blue moon because I actually agree with something that Kyle Krabs has to say. So I understand. I, I get it. You know, it's, it can be an exhausting process, but let's have fun with it now before next March comes around. And we're all really tired of listening to each other talk. I think Kyle, that's breaking, the, breaking, breaking news. Break, it's breaking news during your, uh, your little monologue there. I, I have a number and it's one we've got to get into. With the 180th pick in the 2011 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens selected quarterback from Virginia, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, wow. They picked like the 30th worst quarterback in the league. Oh, my oh I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. I am kidding. I actually have great respect for the path that Tyrod's taken. Um, now, obviously, as a quote-unquote late-round gem, yeah. uh, that's an uphill battle. That really is. And for him to be, you know, he was very much a one-read guy at Tech, undersized guy, mobile, kind of made a living with his legs. Uh, he's he's done really, really well for himself. And that's been cool to see. You know, I, I like to give you a hard time as a Bills fan and me being a Dolphins <laughs> fan. But uh, seeing Tyrod kind of stick for a while and then get an opportunity to start, and he's making it really hard for them to move on. And that, yeah. that that's great to see. You aren't kidding, man. I, I, you know, I live and die with Tyrod, so we have an interesting relationship. Uh, but I'll say this about him: my biggest gripe on him is that he's a little bit of a uh, a see it, throw it guy. You know, there's not a lot yeah, of anticipation and and hitting guys that are moving. Um, but man, everything else is so good. He makes plays every week that only he can make with his feet. Um, his deep ball accuracy is down a little bit this year, but he doesn't have any damn targets. So they've taken this guy. They keep kind of like year by year working with him, and they depleted his his weapons this year. And they he took a pay cut, and uh, you know it's going to be another off season of big decisions to make with you know what to do with Tyrod Taylor picking up his options and so on and so forth. But for him to be the 180th pick to the Ravens, playing behind Joe Flacco when Joe Flacco was kind of good, and uh, you know really emerging as Buffalo's guy and making a lot of money, man. Uh, hat tip to him. Yeah, I like the veiled shot at Joe Flacco there, too. That was that was <laughs> subtle but nice. I liked it. Yes. Yeah, I liked it. Let's let's dig into week what are we, week nine. Is it week nine already? Yeah, it's Jeez, sad. It, it is. It's week nine. All right, we'll dig into uh, week nine football. You know, Joe, this is the, the start. Yesterday was the start of 27 consecutive days of at least some form of college or pro football being played every uh, single night. That's the best thing I've heard in a long time. That's beautiful, isn't it? That is gorgeous. Yeah, we get some some action during the week. Um, action on Thursday nights, pretty soft. Stanford played last night. They, they played at Oregon State, and Bryce Love didn't play, so that's a wet blanket. Um, I guess if we're looking, looking forward to the Saturday slot of games, I'd like to start, Joe, with, with Georgia-Florida because uh, Florida's trying their hardest to make it seem like this is going to be a game this year. 
with their talk before the game, and I don't buy it for one second. Florida is too much off the rails. They're missing you know, Callaway and Scarlett, and they've gotten banged up, and now they're starting to, you know, they, they lost the quarterback to injury, and Georgia's just a wrecking crew right now. I mean, it's so much fun to watch that rushing attack really get after people as far as, you know, they, they will run the ball down your throat, and they will dare you to stop them. And I think Florida can probably, you know, Stay pretty disciplined up front to start, but I just I don't think the offense is going to move the ball. So you're going to see Georgia and, and Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle really lean on them and wear them out, and that Florida defense is going to get gassed, and then the big plays are going to come. Uh, but if you had to ask me like a prospect matchup that I'm looking for, uh, Taven Bryan versus the the Georgia front and those Georgia running backs is going to be a really fun watch for at least the early portions of the game. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Yeah, that that one could get out of hand, but I'll, I'll say this: Florida's beat them the last three in a row, so uh, Georgia will have to go out and, and you know come out with a win in a, in a neutral site in a rivalry game, which you never can know what will happen. The game that catches my attention this this weekend, and uh, that's Notre Dame and North Carolina State. Man, this is a Ooh. this is a fun matchup. When you talk about this Notre Dame offensive line with Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson on the left side, Quentin Nelson's going to be. You know, one of the top ten players in this draft, in my opinion, uh, and going up against what I think is an, an NC State defensive line that's four across with NFL players: Contavia Street and Bradley Chubb at defensive end, and then Justin Jones and BJ Hill in the middle. Uh, all four of those guys are seniors. All four of those guys are stout. All four of those guys play with good technique, man. So you want to see like a heavyweight fight? Well, you know, you, this is a good game to pay attention to the trenches. The premier matchup, obviously, Bradley Chubb. Uh, North Carolina State defensive end against you know, Mike McGlinchey, that left tackle who, you know, he's looking for a statement game. He He's had some struggles with Georgia, struggled a little bit with Boston College, and now it's another premier prospect matchup with him and Bradley Chubb, who's having as good a season as anyone on the defensive side of the football. I mean, that's going to be a ton of fun to watch. And then and then see how a guy like Justin Jones, who I think has a lot of play strength, uh, has really good hand technique, you know, see how he matches up with the Quentin Nelson. I expect Quentin Nelson to get plenty of movement, but it'll be a good barometer for for Justin Jones to really see if this is a, a middling prospect or maybe a guy that you know can creep towards the third round conversation uh, as a as a rotational defensive lineman, maybe a starter in time. So really anxious to see this game. You've heard me talk a ton about. Uh, NC State and, and their skill guys. So those guys are obviously intriguing, but the battle in the trenches is something to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, let's let's back up for one second here, and we have to talk about uh, McGlinchey and Nelson against Rasheem Green last week. Uh, <laughs> this USC game, uh, Rasheem Green like started to get some draft type, and I, I'm by no means saying that that Rasheem Green can't play. But you're hearing, oh, this guy might be a first-round prospect, blah, blah, blah. Well, I went back and watched that game over again, and they pounded the sand out of him. They were double-teaming him, pushing him eight yards off the ball. Um, He is a a really big person, and he's he's really lean and built. Uh, But McGlinchey and Nelson just just totally had their way with him in the running game. And... um, no, Joe, I, I think you're absolutely right. Across the front, this is a, this is a four four man uh, lineup that's NFL starters across the board, or at least NFL caliber players. You know, you probably got two or three starters out of that group, so um, they're going to have to play big because if you start getting uneven at the point of attack against Notre Dame with a big back, uh, they're going to gas you. They're going to pound on your linebackers, Cameron Smith. You know, from USC, uh, he got leaned on. And he stopped making hits that were, you know, stopping forward progress. Started giving up more forward progress. You know, those those two three yard runs turn into five six yard runs, and and that's how they'll really wear you down. So uh, I think you're absolutely right. That's going to be a really fun matchup this week. Can we talk about how they're playing at the same time as Penn State Ohio State though? Uh, like, gross. What is your problem, NCAA? Why, gross, man? <laughs> it's it's not right. It's really not because, I mean, this Ohio State-Penn State game, it, let's be honest, is probably going to decide the Big Ten. Now, they, I believe FBI said winner of this game has a 97% chance of, of playing in the Big Ten championship game representing that, uh, that division. So there's a lot at stake here. And um, it's, it's going to come down to which quarterback prospect makes plays with his arm. Um, Ohio State's kind of been firing on all all cylinders recently. I thought McSorley against Michigan was better than he has been of late. Um, I think the the one matchup, though, not from a who's going to win the game perspective, from a scouting perspective, and I want to see is linebacker Jerome Baker trying to mirror Saquon Barkley in some phases of the game because Barkley is the Penn State offense, let's be honest. I mean, they, they, they get Gusecki flexed out. They'll put him in the slot and have him run up the seam, and he's he's a mismatch for safeties. Uh, but McSorley's not consistent enough with his passing for me to be like, that's, an ex- that's a mismatch that Penn State can exploit and win the football game. It's got to be Barkley. It's been Barkley all season long. So can Jerome Baker, who has been hit or miss this year, but he's a tremendous in-space linebacker athlete. He's this new mold of you know, guys that can run and flow in space. Can he stick with Saquon Barkley and can he tackle or can he at least just box him in a little bit because if he can then Ohio State's going to have a huge upper hand because this defensive line that they had led by Nick Bosa who unfortunately we won't be able to talk about as a draft prospect until 2019 at the earliest um, they will tee off if Penn State has to get one-dimensional that's that's kind of my scouting matchup there's a ton of names to look forward to here um, you know, Penn State's got you know Cabindo on defense and, and Marcus Allen on defense, and uh, 
they got Blacknall and Deshaun Hamilton and Mike Gusecki and uh, not really a lot of offensive lineman looks. And, and then Ohio State, you know, they're young on the offensive side of the football, aside of JT Barrett and uh, uh, their tight end, Marcus Ball, who really, you know, Urban just refuses to throw to. It's It's been a staple of the Ohio State offense for years as they get these great athletes at tight end and really don't throw them the football. But, you know, defensively, they got guys on all three levels that are going to be relevant uh, whether this year or next year. Um, so so there's a ton of of names to look at. But again, that, that Baker-Barkley matchup is the one that I've really got my star next to. Kyle, I want to talk about my scouting trip for the weekend, and that is heading to, uh, well, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to see Wake Forest take on Louisville. And um, I think this is a good good football game where Wake Forest has come into this season. They started off 4-0. And then they they lost close games to Florida State and Clemson, been been competitive, and then they struggled with Georgia Tech. Now they return back home to play Louisville, and obviously Louisville has Lamar Jackson. And so this will be probably my last chance to see him live and in person, uh, unless maybe some bowl games work out. But uh, I'm really going to focus on Lamar. Uh, I've had a chance to see him. Now this will be my second time I saw him in the North Carolina State game. But I want to see, see him and really focus on – some of the things that are advantageous of being at the game where I want to see how he recognizes leverage and space and coverage and how he understands where the safeties are and where they aren't and how that dictates where he goes with the football. And if he's reading man and zone and, and those types of things, I, I've, I know he's a great athlete. I know he's got enough arm strength, but the more the mental processing side of things is what I want to really focus in on and take advantage of this opportunity to see him from the box. Uh, for the Wake Forest side of things, uh, the, the main attraction is defensive end Duke Ajaya for who's coming off a three-sack game last week against Georgia Tech, and they only passed the ball 11 times. So this is a guy with a lot of power, a lot of length. He's got some variety to his pass rush, and I'm anxious to see it in person, to see that get off, to see how uh, – you know, how his hand technique works and how the timing of his pass rush moves work against the Louisville offensive line. So uh, it should be a nice little showcase for both of those two players. And from a secondary uh, priorities, uh, Cam Sering, the tight end for Wake Forest, he's a fringe NFL prospect. want to see how he stacks up. And then uh, Louisville has a linebacker that's been getting some, some pub of late uh, that I want to get eyes on. And, uh, uh, he was, you know, he, PFF treats him pretty well, but you know, I want to, I want to really take the time to to diagnose his game a little bit more because he didn't pop for me against NC State, so I'm anxious to see him against Wake Forest. Yeah, um, do me a favor, Joe. This is this is all I'm going to say on this matter. You let me know on Monday show if you you see a uh, triple option offense for Lamar Jackson <laughs> because that that was that was yeah. an accusation I heard uh, throughout the course of this week from somebody who. Uh, needs to spend some more time listening to the draft dudes. You know, get some context on these guys because that is not the case at all. No, we we were well documented <laughs> on where we stand in Lamar. I'm just looking to see more and more polish and and, yeah. and, and take even yeah. deeper dive. This is a guy's an NFL quarterback. It's just going to be how high is he going to be on my draft board? And so this is this opportunity for me is going to be you know really digging into that. And I know you'll get to see Lamar in a couple weeks. So uh, yeah, we're 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 not clowning over here at NDT scouting. Lamar Jackson's a damn good quarterback prospect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's talk about my trip to Morgantown, uh, number 11 Oklahoma State, facing off against number 22 West Virginia. Uh, Joe, first of all, this West Virginia football team's really, really good. 
the two teams that they've lost to are TCU and Virginia Tech, who are in the top 12. So, uh, and they they lost both those games, 31-24. This is a really quality football team currently sitting at 5-2. and two. Um, Has to start with Will Greer. Um, Greer is somebody who you're starting to see. Uh, surprise, surprise. Some positive buzz coming <laughs> from the NFL scouting community. And uh, he was trending the other day on social media. So here we are. Um, it's good to see everybody's kind of waking up. Um, you know, Greer's somebody that I, I love the match when it was announced he was going to West Virginia. And uh, he has not disappointed. He's been everything I hoped he would be. So seeing him throw to wide receivers like uh, David Sills, who's a former quarterback. He's 6'4", 200, and he's got like 15 touchdown catches in seven games. It's, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Uh, I will say Sills, to me, in my opinion, it, it looks like he's size, good ball skills, good body control, but a lot of his pure production is coming from and based off of uh, some of the looks that he's getting. You know, West Virginia's run some RPO-type stuff, and, and Sills is making a killing on the slants and, and, and skinny posts and uh, getting in between the safety, splitting the safeties, getting up the field. Uh Gary Jennings is a true junior, another wide receiver there who's a little bit more rocked up, a little bit more physical. And then Kevin White's younger brother, Karan White, is also here. Uh, they, they have three legit receiving prospects at West Virginia, and that, uh, that, that gives Will Greer a whole lot to throw to. Uh, and in the backfield, they, they have somebody who have comp to like the B, B-minus version of um, – Melvin Gordon, which is Justin Crawford, as far as like his build and his running style and his strengths and weaknesses, he's not first. Um, no, he's not first. He's not second round player. He's probably not even third round player. He's, he's going to be a, a day three pick, but he's got speed. He's shifty. He can't really pass block. He can't really catch the ball. But as far as running in between the in between the tackles and getting outside, if he's able to get a one on one in the hole. He's going to shake you out of your jock. He's a, he's a really fun player. He's got some burst. He's one of the more productive backs in the Big 12 to this point in the season after seven games for West Virginia. Uh, defensively for West Virginia, uh, Xavier Preston is the Sam backer. They run this 3-3-5 defense, which I'm not crazy about because there's no true pass rushers. Um, Preston's a, a fast to flow. Uh, he's a true senior, number five, uh, and their middle linebacker, Al Rashid Benton, is also very fast to flow. He's a redshirt senior. So those those two guys on the second level, um, I would look for West Virginia to try and replicate what Texas had a lot of success with last week when they held Oklahoma State to 13 points and went to overtime, which is they brought pressure. And I, I think West Virginia is going to have to bring some pressure, and those two guys and the addition of Kaiser White, who plays the quote-unquote spur role, uh, kind of strong safety nickel linebacker, linebacker safety hybrid, him in the box and Preston and Benton as linebackers are going to be big in this game. I want to see them playing forward, slashing into the line of scrimmage. For Oklahoma State, it really comes down to three guys. Uh, obviously, Mason Rudolph, uh, one of the top senior quarterbacks in the country, uh, did not play particularly well against Texas. Uh, obviously, they only scored 13 points, had to go to overtime to get 13. Um, James Washington and Marcel Aitman, uh, the, the wide receiver prospects that he has there, they're both seniors. They're both out of eligibility. 
Washington, we've talked a lot about Aitman, somebody who I really haven't gotten eyeballs on specifically. So I would expect I'm going to watch plays develop, watch how Rudolph handles pressure, but then in the secondary, I'm going to be looking a lot at, at Aitman and kind of getting a feel for his game because I'm not really there yet versus Washington. I feel like I've got a pretty strong vibe. He's not overly big, but he's very physical, and, and he wins with just superb ball skills and strong hands. Yeah, Kyle, you got to check out the couple safeties Oklahoma State has. Trey Flowers and Ramon Richards. Tr- Trey Flowers, right? I know that's yes. the one I've, I've heard you talk about once or twice. Yeah, yeah. And Ramon Richards ain't bad either. So that's going to be a fun showcase for you, man. You seem to always strike it well with uh, West Virginia and get to see two big-time prospects, uh, quarterback and uh, your your dude, Will Greer. And I'm really anxious to get some, some Mason Rudolph takes from you after the weekend. And, uh, you know, he's – He's uh, he's interesting compared to the rest of this class because, you know, you kind of said he didn't play particularly well against Texas, but, you know, is his particularly well not playing compared to... Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, so there you go, right? Kind of insert blank. Yeah, I think he just uh, answered your own question there. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he he's... And he was somebody, Joe, you and I were pretty on the same page with in the summer. Um. I just I haven't seen a whole lot of growth from the summer, so it's okay. Is is he truly kind of is what he is? Is that is that where we're at with him? Where uh, you're 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 gonna have to get him a place that really holds down the fort and keeps his his, his footwork and his platform clean, or you know, can he continue to show he can get a little bit better when he's forced off his spot? So that that's really. I need to see that from him if I'm going to feel really good and say, yeah, you know what, this is somebody you can you can take in the first round and, and feel good about or early second round. That's the missing factor for me at this point with Mason Rudolph. Yep, and we'll get to see it. I'm I'm hopeful that he'll be a senior bowl guy as well. Yeah. So plenty plenty of chances to get, get eyes on, on Mason the rest of the way. Folks, we hope you enjoyed. That's going to do it for us today on uh, the uh, – October 27th episode of the Draft Dudes, previewing week nine of college football. Week nine. I'll repeat one more time. It's week nine already. And we're over halfway through the season. Uh, we're getting ready for in about a month, five, six weeks. We got the conference championship games coming up. There's big time football yet to be played. But uh, you make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can follow along all winter long, all season long, all spring long. And stay up to date with the 2018 NFL Draft, which Joe and I do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Also, if you have any questions, you know, you want to follow up with us about the trips that we're taking this weekend, you can reach us on social media. Joe is at the Joe Marino on Twitter. I am at NDT Scouting. Or you can just swing over and check out all the great work that we do at FanRagSports.com and NDTScouting.com as well. I'm Kyle Crabb signing off for Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only.
you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.